Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning Well, welcome last. to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Kavist, a certified nutrition specialist and the founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, I've also been doing Dishing Up Nutrition for the past 14 years. That's incredible. That's a very long time. It is a long time. It's a long time getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I know, I know. (laughs) You know, it's a long time to love and respect the impact nutrition has on our health. Mm -hmm. You know, today our co-host and I are going to take a little different direction in our discussion about a major lifestyle habit that has significant impact on your health. So you might say, hmm, what is that lifestyle factor? Well, it is a lack of sleep. Mm. Lack of sleep is now reported as a major risk factor for your health. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Very. <laughs> well, hello, Dar. Hi, Leah. <laughs> We're on to together be, Yeah, again. it's great to be on with you. Uh, I'm Leah Wetzel. I am also a certified nutrition specialist, and I am a licensed nutritionist, and I've been working, you know, individually with clients and teaching classes for the past 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nutritional weight and well at nutritional weight and wellness. All of, you know, our longtime listeners know that I've put two serious autoimmune diseases into remission in my own body through eating real food and getting for most of that time, sufficient sleep at night. But I, you know, I have now I have a five year old and I have an 18 month old daughter so I'm very interested in doing this show on sleep because sometimes, you know, life gets in the way of sleep, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, it yes. Does. <laughs> yeah. So or maybe I really should say your children get in the way of sufficient sleep, especially at this time in your life. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> and some people might say pets. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hear that all the time. Oh, I know it. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So, you know, in our weight and wellness classes, we teach about the importance of sleep. For good moods, better memory, less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. And we give suggestions and solutions to people so they can consistently get seven and a half to nine hours of sleep a night. And what's really recommended now? What what do you guys hear all the time? Seven and a half or nine? Oh, oh for recommendations from physicians or from from what we believe, from what research says. Oh, from what research says, nine, yeah. nine, right. yeah. yeah, eight to think nine. About, think of that. If you're getting, yeah. if you're listening, and you're getting four and a half, yeah, mm-hmm. well, just double that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, good morning, Dar Hi, and Leah. Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn. <laughs> I'm Carolyn Hudson, and I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. And I started doing nutritional counseling and education in Canada. Ooh, so many years ago, <laughs> frankly, oh. like 38. Oh, good. <laughs> 38. So that I've been around got, a little bit. Oh, you've got a lot of good experience. <laughs> yeah. And I've had some really good sleep years and some really bad sleep years, <laughs> oh, as right. you can well imagine. Raising children was a tough, tough time, but yeah. teenagers aren't. <laughs> much better either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you get woken up in the middle of the night when they and come you always, you have, always have that ear up listening yes. to when they come in. Yes, exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. So, but years ago, pe- 
people ate better and yeah. slept longer than they really do today. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we decided to do this show on sleep, I was fascinated with this new book about sleep um, when it hit all of the bookshelves. This, is, this book is called Why We Sleep, and it's written by world-renowned neuroscientist and sleep expert, Dr. Matthew Walker. And he digs into the latest understanding of the science of sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we are all about the science of weight loss, the science of memory, the science of cholesterol, and the science of heart disease. So the science of sleep fits right into uh, into the way we practice at nutrition at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, today the three of us are going to do an old-fashioned book review on why we sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Just an old-fashioned book review, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Well, as many of you know, when you do a book review, you can't just skim those pages. <laughs> oh, so we actually had to read all three hundred and fifty-nine pages of this book, and let's. Get started on it and Sounds see good. what Dr. Matthew Walker had to say about sleep. Mm-hmm. On the cover of the book, the British newspaper, The Guardian, wrote a rather captivating comment. It said that a neuroscientist has found a revolutionary way of being more clever, <laughs> more attractive, who doesn't want that, slimmer, happier, healthier, and to ward off cancer. What do you think that is? Hmm. Mm, a good night's shut eye. Interesting. It is super interesting. Yes. Think about all those benefits from just getting a sufficient night of sleep. Think We think faster and our brains work better. That's so important for people as they age particularly. Oh, yes. Yep. We move, we, we're more rested, so we look better. Oh, I loved his examples in the book of that, taking pictures of people before and after they slept. Bad night, yeah, good, yeah. Uh, We lose weight while we sleep. We tell clients this all the time. We do. And most of them don't believe that. Right, (laughs) yes. It's a a critical part of weight loss, Mm -hmm. is sleep. We're happier. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) We crave less sugar and processed carbohydrates. Oh, we see it all the time in clients, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And we ward off cancer and other diseases. And that was a really interesting statistic for me in the Mm -hmm. book. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. So to get us started, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Dr. Walker asked these same questions in his book, Why We Sleep. Number one. Do you think you got enough sleep this past week? Yes, it's, I did. Yes, yes or no, listeners? Yes <laughs> yeah. or no? Yes, Dar said yes. What about you, Leah? Yeah, pretty good. Oh, good. Pretty good week. Well, I can attest that maybe last night might not have been the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually use an alarm clock, and I had to get up at like 5.15. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Can you recall the last time you woke up without an alarm clock, feeling refreshed and not needing caffeine? Yeah, good question. Yes or no? If the answer to either of these questions is no, you're certainly not alone. 
two-thirds of adults fail to obtain the recommended eight hours of sleep. Wow. Think, think of that. Wow. Two-thirds of adults are not getting eight hours of sleep most nights. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. So seriously, listeners, are you routinely getting less than six or seven hours of sleep most nights? If so, what does a shortage of sleep do to your body and your brain? So here are some serious problems for your body and your brain from a deficiency of sleep. Here's something. It damages your immune system and more than doubles your risk of cancer. You know, and I don't think people connect the fact that a low immune system can very well lead to cancer. Right. So, so sleep is the key factor determining whether or not you develop. This is so interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. Alzheimer's disease. Right. That one really got me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And think how prevalent that is in our society today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And who wants that? I don't, you know, it's a, it's it's horrible. Right. Yes. So lack of sleep can be the catalyst that causes you to have a pre-diabetes condition or even blocked arteries leading to cardiovascular disease, stroke and congestive heart failure. Lack of sleep actually contributes to depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, and even suicide. So Dr. Walker said, and I think this is really important, the shorter your sleep, the shorter your lifespan. So he said, the shorter you sleep, the shorter your lifespan. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And he backs it up <laughs> you know, he does. in many ways. Yes, he does. He does. I was so fascinated by this part about when he talks about how it affects your arteries. So was I, Dar. I thought that was great. Yes. Oh, I suppose we have to stop talking for a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Okay. It's break time. (laughs) You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you today by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today, we are discussing the importance of sleep for your long-term health. Questions about sleep, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, most of our longtime listeners understand that Nutritional Weight and Wellness not only sponsors Dishing Up Nutrition, but we also research, write, and present this life-changing information weekly and Honestly, we thank you for listening. We do. You know, we're a company with a mission to help people understand the power of nutrition and the power of sleep that what those two things have on your health. You know, perhaps a friend or a family member could benefit from this health supporting information. I don't know who could not benefit from it. Yeah. So if that is you, you know, please share it with your friend. My goal is to influence and help people all over the world, educating people on why sleeping five or six hours per night will very likely lead to health problems, while sleeping seven and a half to nine hours nightly can have a significant improvement on your health and your friend's health. And it's really life-changing. Such a simple solution 
it to is. a major health problem. I know. Like we were talking about before break, the shorter you sleep, the shorter your lifespan. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And people don't think about it as a major health problem. They at don't. All. It's no. almost prided if you, like how little sleep can you get away with? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yes. Get all of your stuff done that you need to get done. Right? So hopefully this show and podcast will we'll change helpful. some people's idea about that. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's what Dr. Walker, I mean, you know, I read in his book that he is so passionate about his topic. I love that. Yes. And he just, he's so passionate about the topic of sleep, his research, and his book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it comes across. It does. It does, yes. definitely. It does. You know, I think a large majority of people totally underestimate how important sleep really is to our health and our well-being. So I'm going to share a couple of eye-opening facts to get your attention. If a person has a very rare genetic disease that causes progressive type insomnia, they gradually get less and less sleep. You know, I, Leo, I honestly, I didn't even know that there was such a disease. I know, Neither I read did about I. in this book. That's yeah. the first time mm-hmm. I had come across this. You know, and, and with this disease, after 12 to 18 months of not sleeping, the person will die. Wow. Yeah. And then there are those auto accidents from lack of sleep. Uh, One person dies in a fatigue-related traffic accident every hour in the United States. Wow, every hour. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. And one accident every hour, and that's even more than alcohol and drug-related accidents. That's amazing. Yes. And oftentimes it's, you know, people don't, again, they don't think they're inflicting harm by being tired driving mm-hmm. and not realizing what is, what of an impact that yeah. is. On their life and everybody and else's yes, life. Yes, right. Today there are over 2 million people worldwide who are either overweight or obese. We talk about that all the time. Right. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to ask yourself, am I getting seven and a half, eight, nine hours of sleep most nights? So here's the science of a slow metabolism and the lack of sleep. The lack of sleep increases a hormone that makes you feel hungry. Yeah. While decreasing another hormone, which signals your brain that you are full and satisfied. Right. You know, a slow metabolism is, n- is not from a lack of exercise, but it could definitely be from a lack of sleep. Yeah, and I talk to clients all the time mm-hmm. about this in consultations who have weight loss as a goal and they're not sleeping very much, you know, four to Mm -hmm. five hours a night, but getting up super early to go to the gym. And I have put clients to the test. I said, okay, so this obviously isn't helping for your weight loss. So Mm -hmm. as we're working on the food piece, let's also prioritize more sleep. Yeah. And lo and behold... You know, sleep always trumps working out. I love working out. I'm an avid person that loves to work out, but I will never sleep less to work out more. That leads perfectly into what I'm going to say next. You know, unfortunately, most of our clients or many of our clients think they're really doing the right thing by getting up really early and working out at the gym, you know, before they go to work. And they're only getting that like five hours of sleep. That's very common. Yeah. yeah. And they just can't seem to lose weight. So guess who's frustrated? Not just our clients, but that trainer is really frustrated as well with their lack of weight loss. So what does the trainer do? The trainer doesn't understand 
the importance of sleep. So they want that person to work out some more. Right. Sign up for a boot camp. Oh, Make yes. it first thing in the morning so that you get everything, you know, in your metabolism really, really going. But mm-hmm. again, that doesn't work, right? That nope. boot camp doesn't work. So again, most trainers just don't, they underestimate the importance of sleep and right. how that affects people and those weight loss hormones. So getting up without adequate sleep actually slows the metabolism, even if you are working out extra, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. two, and the flip side, if you are getting adequate sleep, then your body is more responsive to physical activity and you're able to gain more muscle tissue and break down more body fat. Yeah. So you, your workouts are are, more effective, are more effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So all the people that signed up for boot camp, <laughs> they're like, can oh, let it go. Oh, darn it. <laughs> or they just have to go to bed earlier. At eight o'clock. Yes. Okay. Eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They have to be in bed. I've, mm-hmm. yeah, we've negotiated, I've negotiated that with some clients and they've done it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if that's when they like to work out, that's fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and here is a powerful statement by Dr. Walker made in his book, Why We Sleep. There does not seem to be one major organ within the body or process within the brain that isn't optimally enhanced by sleep and detrimentally impaired when we don't get enough sleep. So again, a slow metabolism isn't from a lack of exercise. It is often from a lack of sleep. And here's something else that's interesting, and Leah kind of talked about this already, which is even more interesting, if you're losing weight and also lacking sleep, yeah, you're actually losing muscle mass mm-hmm. and not the fat. Right. So yeah. you end up with even a slower metabolism because we all know that muscle burns more calories. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so it's worth repeating, to lose fat, you need to have sufficient sleep because when you lack sleep, your body will lose muscle mass and not fat. Yes. You may be, the scale is lower potentially, but, but you're losing what you need to right. keep the weight off. Well, exactly. we also know that muscle weighs more than fat yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. you know, that people are misled, let's say sometimes mm-hmm. by that scale. Yeah. And we really, I tell my clients all the time, don't be so obsessed with the scale. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get everything else in order first. And then... You know, yeah. we'll we'll worry about the scale. That's right. one of the reasons that we do not have people weigh in yes. exactly on nutrition for weight loss because we don't want them obsessed with that. No, right. that's right. And no. then, yeah, from my experience too, when I started weight training and gaining muscle tissue, I gained ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I lost the dress size, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've sustained that weight. Like, yes, you have. It's really had been an it's that muscle gain gaining that muscle tissue has really helped me keep a normal weight and keep body fat off. Yeah. And originally you lost 50 pounds, 50 right? 50 pounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I have oh. a similar story too. Yeah, so if we have yeah. time, I'll get to you it. You know, and it's break time already. Oh my goodness. I know. So we'll oh. have to get to your story after break. Oh, okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition and we are discussing the book, Why We Sleep by doc, uh, Dr. Matthew Walkers. Questions about sleep, please call us today in the studio at 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
As nutritionists and dietitians, we understand how difficult it can be to stay on a healthy eating plan because we know your Aunt May will bring her extra special dessert to the annual Memorial Day picnic or tomorrow, mothers, you might be tempted with something <laughs> else. Or, of course, we have graduation parties and those are just around the corner with all those sheet cakes, you know, filled with, guess what, trans fats and sugar. You know, in the month of May, to keep you focused, we are offering a one-night class called Five Steps to Boost Your Metabolism at a few of our locations, and it's only $10. We have great teachers and great information to get you focused and keep you motivated. So call us at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to sign up. And people have a great time when they come to those they classes. They really yeah. do. Yeah, 10 yeah. bucks, great deal. They and really they get do. to laugh. And Oh, I know. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, we have a caller today. Okay. Deb, you have a question for us. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition about sleep. Do you have a question? Um, yes. Does that seven and a half to eight hours of sleep mean straight sleep without waking up Good during question. the night? Well, if possible, that would be great. I don't think it's possible for a lot of people because a lot of people have to make the bathroom break. But if you can get the four hours and then another four hours and get right back to sleep, that's perfect then. Okay. All right. Is that working for you? Um, Yes, it does. Perfect. Good. 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 I'm glad you're getting that much sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for calling this morning. All right. Thank you. Well, you know what? There are so many interesting facts and research studies in Dr. Walker's book, Why We Sleep. I think most of our listeners know uh, what harm may come to them if they're not getting eight to nine hours of sleep most nights. But I have a really interesting fact that um, is brought to light when President Ronald Reagan and Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher both prided themselves on getting and only really needing four to five hours of sleep a night. And guess what? They both ended up with Alzheimer's disease. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Very interesting. Right. Do you think there was a connection with that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So more and more research that is quoted throughout the book has found that getting too little sleep throughout your adult lifespan significantly increases your risk of developing Alzheimer's. And we said it once. We keep saying it over and over. Right. So. Right. So if you come of a family with uh, loved ones that have developed Alzheimer's disease, think of this as a great prevention Mm -hmm. for development. Now, we believe if we can help improve your quality of sleep, we will be able to reduce your risk of developing Alzheimer's. Current clinical studies in which middle-aged and older adults have had their sleep disorders successfully treated reported their cognitive decline slowed significantly and delayed the onset of Alzheimer's by 5 to 10 years. That is very significant. And what I always try to put this into reality, which means if you are 80 now with a little bit of memory problem, mm-hmm. I I would guess a lot of people with AD have a little bit of memory problem. Yeah. You could potentially, if you got enough sleep, slow down and delay your memory loss until you're in your 90s. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Sign me up. Sign me up. Right. Exactly. (laughs) 
So it really may surprise you to learn that as a dietitian, uh, I help people get rid of their insomnia and poor sleeping habits. And of course, all my fellow nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness also do that. Yeah. And sometimes it's a really simple solution, like having a snack, a healthy snack before uh, going to bed at night. And that will help them maintain their blood sugar balance throughout the night. Because a lot of times people wake up and it's their brain waking them up mm-hmm. and they don't really know why they're waking up. Right. Or it could be something as easy as taking 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate before going to bed. Or, Leah, you just said, <laughs> what did you just give up? Oh, coffee. Yes, <laughs> yep. I just give yep. up coffee. Giving up that afternoon <laughs> coffee, that can be a big one, too. Yeah. Or any coffee. Yeah, any, any coffee. coffee. Any yeah. coffee. I cut yeah. it out all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people are that sensitive. Some people not. You know, they yeah, can have exactly. a morning cup yeah. and they're good. But yeah. some people. I had a chocolate yeah. the other night before bed. And that was That threw me. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we agree with Dr. Walker that insufficient sleep is only one risk factor associated with Alzheimer's disease. Sleep alone may not be the magic bullet that eradicates Alzheimer's disease or dementia, but getting eight to nine hours of sleep most nights is clearly becoming a significant factor for lowering your Alzheimer's disease and dementia risk. Right. You know, and again, it's such a simple solution. So the question is for you, would you be willing to go to bed early enough so you can actually get eight to nine hours of sleep? Getting short sleep or insufficient sleep is a serious lifestyle habit that we need to overcome. Short sleep is no longer a badge of success, but rather it is a badge of poor health. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Um, do we have any other callers? Leah? We do have some more callers on the line. Should we take one? Yeah, that would be great. Okay. We have, we have Pat. Okay. Pat, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? Well, I've heard of the, um, uh, the man who invented the sewing machine and, and, uh, the man who, uh, Watson or Crick, I can't remember which one, who finally figured out the spiral of DNA. Mm-hmm. And they, they had both tried and studied for years and years to figure these things out but it was in dreams when they woke up from a dream is when they they solved the problem well so, Pat, you and, hit the nail on the head dr walker talks so about the, that exact example oh mm-hmm. yes you said that yes dr. oh i'm walker. sorry i missed it but I, I think sometimes when i wake up from a nap or from sleeping in the morning Things that I've been, you know, maybe it was 10 years ago something was bothering me, or maybe it was yesterday. But suddenly when I wake up, uh, even though I don't remember it coming in a dream, I think the sleep helped me to reach reach the solution because I, all of a sudden I can see the solution. Yep. And um, I, so I think, and the other thing I noticed when you said that about Reagan and... and um, Marjorie Mar- Mar- Thatcher, yeah. yeah. You know, I, since before that, since dementia... One of the symptoms is often people fall asleep in meetings or they yes, exactly. too much. <laughs> I think maybe the brain is trying to help itself and, de- and defend itself by getting extra sleep. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Well, Pat, I think you would really enjoy this book, yeah. Why <laughs> We Sleep by Dr. Walker. Yep, yeah. yep, you would. And exactly what you're finding is true. You know, you have to get into that REM sleep, which is that deep sleep, for your brain to kind of detox yeah. and 
and actually repair itself. Mm-hmm. Well, today's my 70th birthday. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to and you. And I'm thinking that perhaps when people first start noticing their, their, um, their memory slipping, it, besides taking the ginkgo biloba and doing all the other good things, maybe you should try to give yourself more time to sleep or more naps or something like that. And maybe it will help you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Can't I go agree. wrong. Hey, thanks, can't for, go... thanks for calling yeah, us this morning. Good comments. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed reading the mm-hmm. research and understanding how in this book that sleep affects our health. You know, Dr. Walker said the effects of sleep deprivation will seep into every nook and cranny biologically down to our cells and even altering your most fundamental self, your DNA. Yeah, basically, the shorter you sleep, the shorter your life, as we were talking about (laughs) earlier, right? Yep. The leading causes of disease and death, such as heart disease, obesity, dementia, diabetes, cancer, all have links to lack of sleep. So let's look at a lack of sleep and heart disease. You know, I like the simple way that Dr. Walker described it. Unhealthy sleep, unhealthy heart. Yeah. You know, here's some interesting findings from his research. So they found a Japanese study of more than 4,000 male workers found that those who slept six hours or less over a 14-year period, were 400 to 500% more likely to suffer from one or more cardiac arrest, which means heart attack, than those who slept more than six hours nightly. That's an amazing statistic, isn't it? Yes, it is. Totally. Mm -hmm. I can't even believe it. So... You know, another study found that adults 45 years or older who slept fewer than six hours a night are 200% more likely to have a heart attack or stroke compared to those who slept seven to eight hours. So do you currently have high blood pressure and are not getting eight to nine hours of sleep? Maybe it's time that you have a sleep study or even better, Make an appointment with one of our nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists or dietitians. This is really no laughing matter. It's not, you know, it's it's very, very important. We're talking about serious health problems from lack of sleep. So here's some interesting research that he presented about heart disease. So let's talk about one cause of coronary artery blockage. Okay. And the plaque that contains calcium deposits. Everyone's talking about yes. these. Yeah. <laughs> so researchers at the University of Chicago studied nearly 500 healthy middle-aged adults, none of, of whom had any existing heart disease. These were really healthy people. They studied those 500 people, assessed them and recorded their sleep and find those who individuals who slept five or six hours each night or even less were 200 to 300% more likely to suffer calcification than of the coronary arteries than those who slept seven or eight hours. That's amazing, too. That is really amazing. (laughs) So there you have it. Lack of sleep linked to blockages in coronary arteries. You know, we've been told all along that it is cholesterol. Yes. Oh, and it's so hard to convince people it's not cholesterol. And it's calcification 
from lack of sleep. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. I'm f- calling one of my friends. Well, it's time for our last break. Oh, OK. Oh, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. For those of you who are not aware, next Saturday, May 19th, we are offering our menopause survival seminar at our St. Paul location. If you need help with your sleep, hot flashes, or mood swings, this seminar is for you. Dar will be teaching along with Joanne, who is a registered dietitian, and Diane, who is a registered nurse. This is a really fun day for it all. Is. It is, yeah. Bring So bring a friend or a sister, and you, we will be serving a tasty lunch, and the seminar qualifies for 14.4 continuing education units for nurses. Uh, get rid of all those nasty menopause symptoms and you will earn CEUs. This is what a win-win. It is. And it's an organic lunch and we have fun. Oh, I know. So call today our office at 651-699-3438 to sign up. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next Saturday, in addition to our menopause survival seminar, Cassie and Kara will be discussing how you can control your your asthma symptoms by eating real food. And Leah here, who's in the studio with me today, (laughs) has put her asthma totally in remission by eating real food and, of course, avoiding sugar and processed food. That's right. Yeah. Leah has an amazing and really powerful story. You know, eating real food really does matter. It does. It's very true. Yep. You know, in our Nutrition for Weight Loss program, we're always trying to help people understand the connection between a slow metabolism and a lack of sleep or not losing weight and a lack of sleep. So, So Dr. Walker said in his book, the less you sleep... The more you eat. Oh, yeah. Yes. I like his the simple ways. That? Yes, that's very true. There are multiple forces conspiring to expand your waistline. <laughs> it's true. And when you, you get sleep, your, your sleep is short, you will gain weight. And here's one example. Many night nurses struggle with weight gain because they are often living on only a few hours of sleep here and... A few hours there, right? It's just not consistent. It's not yeah. quality sleep. No, it is oftentimes, I hear, uh, which is usually adding up to maybe four to five hours a day. After working the night shift uh, for for a few weeks, they suddenly start gaining weight. So, what is happening to their body biochemically? Lack of sleep decreases the hormone leptin, which tells your brain. I am not hungry, but it also increases the other hormone that tells your brain that I am hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. So, But you know what? You don't have to be a night nurse for this to happen. Night shift workers. <laughs> night shift workers. Yeah. yeah. But it, it happens to- actually to all of us when yeah. we're only getting that five to six hours of sleep a night. Yeah. You know, people who sleep uh, less eat about 300 calories more per day, and that's usually of healthy food, but then another 300 cali- calories daily of those snack foods. Yeah. yeah. So researchers from the University of Chicago found that when we lack sleep, our cravings for sweets like cookies, cake, ice cream, 
and some of those really heavy hitting carbs like bread and pasta and salty snacks like potato chips and pretzels. Right. They all increase by guess what? 30 to 40 percent. Oh, yeah. And I can I can really tell like with little kids and, you know, you know, newborns and only getting about that amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. My blood sugar is a lot more sensitive. I start, th- you know, thinking about foods that really, I, you know, are not part of my diet now. Right. And I eat really well, but very easily, even after one night. One mm-hmm. night. That's right. Yeah. Just I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes a big difference. It's interesting that the lack of sleep actually affects the function of our prefrontal cortex, which is needed for those thoughtful judgment and control. Just one more reason why getting enough sleep helps people control their weight. So, you know, we also work with a lot of couples who are having fertility issues. We do. And it's surprising. Research found that a lack of sleep also resulted in a lack of testosterone. Mm. Also, men who experience insufficient sleep have a 25% lower sperm count than those with adequate sleep. That's Who would have ever thought? Right. Yeah, maybe they should be working on their sleep instead of going to those fertility clinics. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, and guys tend to be one of those creatures sure. of habit who pride on getting those little hours of sleep and working long hours yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk about how lack of sleep affects our immune system because i think that's really important and when we think of, of our immune system most of us think about how we could get through like the cold and flu season that we just went through right have you noticed that when you get a runny nose or achy body or sore throat or You know, you have that total loss of energy and all you want to do is curl up in bed and sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I'm that way. You know, it's as if your body is trying to trying to sleep itself well, you know, Mm -hmm. and our immune system is really smart and knows that sleep is going to help fight off sickness. Right. When we get sick, our immune system actively engages the sleep system and demands more bed rest and sleep. So the less sleep you get during the cold and flu season, the more likely you'll become infected infected, and come down with cold or flu. In fact, research found that people who slept only five hours a night on average had a 50% infection rate. Oh, gosh, that's amazing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So if we take this just one step further all this information about sleep and how it directly impacts our immune system just this is so interesting it's like we're protecting people from a variety of infectious diseases such as the common cold the flu the pneumonia which are all leading causes of death which was also very interesting to me i had no idea that that was one of the leading causes of death so if we can help people sleep during the cold and flu season Right. We'll probably have less hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the other thing I found really interesting is that our immunizations were so much more effective if we slept really well. Yes. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We use our immune system to fight off colds and flus. But more importantly, we use our immune system to fight off cancer. 
It's unfortunate, but the lack of sleep can lead to weakened immune function because sleep deprivation slows our natural killer cells activity. And many studies have found that nighttime shift workers are more at risk of developing numerous forms of cancer, including breast cancer, prostate cancer, uterine cancer, and colon cancer. Yep. I mean, that's kind of interesting, and I think it's eye-opening for people. You know, Dr. Walker, Walker reported in his book, Why We Sleep, that a year, large European study of almost 2,500 people showed that sleeping less than six hours six hours or less, was associated with a 40% increased risk of developing cancer. 40%, wow. Yes. So, Leah, how are we doing with time? Um, we just have uh, um, we have two minutes. Okay, so, wow. Uh, so we should not take a caller. Probably, probably best to kind of wrap up the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, as you're listening to today's show, either you know live or by a podcast are you starting to realize the importance of getting at least seven and a half to eight hours of sleep right most nights you know if you're not getting this much sleep what do you need to change so that you are you are getting that you know i think one of the things carolyn is that i don't think people realize that as nutritionists and dietitians we actually work with more than 90% of our clients are having sleep Sleep problems. And even if they tell you they're not, when you dig deeper, we usually find that there is some kind of disruption or at least was some kind of disruption that would then cause some, one of these disease states. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have a, we have a large toolbox of, of ways to help remedy bad sleep and everyone's different of what is their problem with sleep? Is it falling asleep? Is it staying asleep? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if it's and restless there are, sleep. There are different supplements that help. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think Nutrition. one of the, the other thing that was in his book that was so important is that these prescription sleep aids <gasps> yes. do not. That was a, an amazing statistic that they are really not good. They don't give you quality sleep. They don't. No. And they, they actually cause regular yeah. natural sleep. Mm-hmm. So. so we work with things like, you know, a little bit of uh, magnesium. Yep. We have people have a little bit of snack before they go to bed. Critical, yeah. Important. We look at maybe even calcium mm-hmm. that one might help. We look at natural nutrients. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. nutrients. We look at maybe a little bit of melatonin that will help, which is totally safe, mm-hmm. both for children and for adults. Right. We look at all natural things. We do. We do. You know, and our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life changing. I want to thank all of you for listening today and have a wonderful day and a very special happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.